In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Well, as we usually do on the Retirement Pathfinder, we try to give you steps and information and education to get you closer to retirement. Today, we're talking about excuses that people use to keep from retiring. You know, believe it or not, not everybody is ready to take that next step for different reasons. So we're going to go over four of the most common excuses we hear, and we'll uh, we'll let Barbara and Phil kind of help you get over that hump and uh, take that next step into the next chapter of your life and be able to enjoy it. But before we do so, let's bring on Barbara and Phil. We got to get an update, Phil, on the hunting. It's been a couple of weeks now since we've we got an update on how things are going. So have you brought home the bacon yet? Uh, I, I don't have a positive report from Deer ah. Central here, Ben. Unfortunately, I mean, we've been sitting up in the tree stand here for uh, two weeks in a row and uh, just really nothing around. It's uh, part of the problem is that we've had such a goofy season as far as the weather is concerned, you know, and, and there's something called the rut where the, you know, the, the boy deers chase the girl deers around and uh, we haven't seen any of that. So we don't know what happened to the rut, whether it was earlier or it hasn't come yet. But in any event, and the corn is still up because a lot of the farmers put in late in the year. And so that corn is still up there and boy, they have all kinds of food to get into. And, and so they're not on the run. They're not, you know, they're not moving around here to try to, to find uh, places to graze. And so that's my excuse. And I'm sticking with it. At <laughs> that this is point. sad though, because you got this big old house now. You were, you were, had all this stuff this year that you had. Yeah, yeah. This uh, big tree stand. Yeah, the apartment. Uh huh. You had, had the apartment because you could <laughs> sleep in there. Yeah, there's uh, you, you bought a new gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we're ready. So you're ready, but. We're ready. <laughs> Sounds like oh, you've been well. comfortable in the tree stand. Yeah, we, just haven't yeah I, haven't, I haven't had to freeze too much this year, but, you know, other than that, and trying to stay awake in the place, you know, <laughs> when you're sitting down all day long yeah. in one place. But we'll see what happens. We still have a couple more seasons to go here toward the end of the week and, and the week following. But, yeah, we're hopeful. When does uh, hunting season officially close out? Gun season closes out. It's the, there's a late season in uh, mid January, okay. and then the bow season ends at the end of January. So yeah, it's coming up pretty quick here. So we got to make uh, make hay while the, fun, the sun shines. Yeah, well, we're counting on you here on the podcast. So. All right. Well, we won't we won't disappoint you. We, we'll get something. Yeah, we need a, we need a positive <laughs> update next time out. So, but that's Thank good you. to hear. Lisa, Lisa, you're out there getting some fresh air, getting out there, true. connecting with nature, and enjoying that. So that's right. That's yeah, the positive that's spin. All right. So. Let's kick off 2020 with excuses that people are using to keep from retiring. And remember, if you have any questions and you're trying to go through this and you're trying to decide, are you ready for retirement? Uh, you know, you can have enough money. A lot of these different questions you have. Pathfinder Wealth Management, that's who we work with here on the show, Barbara and Phil. And they're there to help you work through these questions and these issues. And a lot of times, these excuses you can get over that hump and, and just having somebody to talk to and bounce these things off, let them know what you're thinking is very valuable and will help you and give you some peace of mind. So you can contact uh, Barbara and Phil in a couple of different ways. You can call them at 815-399-9806, or you can find them online at pathfinderwealth.com. A lot of resources there on their website as well. So I suggest you check it out when you have a free minute and uh, take a look. But let's run through some excuses. And you know, sometimes people say they don't want to retire. Right. Sometimes they really actually mean that, but other times it's just a defense mechanism to compensate for the fact that they don't feel like they can retire. Uh, so let's explore some of the possible meanings behind those statements. 
I don't want to retire. So the first one I want to talk about is the one you hear probably quite a bit. And somebody says to you, I love my career. You know, they say that, but however, at some point their health changes, you know, their industry is going to shift and evolve a little bit, uh, or even the disappearance of their company altogether might not allow them to continue working as long as they want. So it's important to have a plan for what happens for any one of those circumstances. Yes, very true. I, we, we hear that once in a while, Ben. I love my career. But uh, if you love your work, hopefully, hopefully you can work for a long time. But the real question is, can you retire? People are living longer. They're working longer. The workforce in the future may work until age 70. But my caution is this, be prepared for retirement. Now, there's changes in most industries, and they're happening rapidly. And if you want to get an idea of what our world will look like in 2030, it's going to be like any other decade's advancement. So the guy that has a future view and knowledge of what awaits us, you know, science fiction is coming pretty quickly. Do you remember watching the Jetsons? We used to think that was so (laughs) futuristic, but, you know, that's here. But listen to a YouTube video between Glenn Beck and the future of uh, artificial intelligence with Jeff Brown. Now, he studied at the Aeronautical University at Purdue, which is where Neil Armstrong went to school. But he's worked in Tokyo in the innermost parts of Silicon Valley. Basically, 2030 is a close 10 years away. But jobs are going to look different. They're going to have cures for diseases. They're talking about gene editing and cryptocurrency. And and I might have gotten off on a little bit of a tangent about this, but I think that this is so, so fascinating. It's about an hour and 40 minutes to listen to because no one's talking about it. So you may love your job now, but the question is, do you want to be working in 10 years? And if so, your job likely won't be the same. So when I hear that loving your career, well, that is good, but maybe that also means you like to just stay busy and be active. Do you like to volunteer? There's so many places that need help and and not just financially. Do you have anything that you're passionate about or something that you despise? If you say yes to either of those, and those are the things that you can look at to change. So to recap, know that you are prepared for retirement, and that does require a plan. Give us a call, and we'll talk to you about a plan. Very important. If you are prepared for retirement, work as long as you can. Yeah, I, I want to add to that that you know there's a, a very, very nasty, dirty word that you brought up during that uh, segment. <laughs> what was that? It, it, it's called change. Yes. Oh, my gosh, change. Yeah. The C word, you know, and, and people are reluctant to change. You've been in the job in that particular workplace for umpteen up number of years, and uh, somebody suggests a change to you. And a lot of times, people are forced out of the workplace involuntarily because they, they've consolidated with another company, they've cut back or whatever. That's traumatic. That really is traumatic. So you'd like to be able to be in a position to make the change yourself. And so we always uh, caution our clients. We say, look, be ready to make a change. It's not going to be easy to do. You might want to take some time off. You might even want to look around and see what other opportunities are out there if you really feel that maybe you've, you've burned out on the, on the positions you're in in your company. But don't be afraid of change. It's not a dirty word. You know, so many people that I do talk to, I'd say there's a fair amount that can't wait till they retire. They can't stand their job. They're, they might have a pension. They may not. But, you know, they've got goals. So maybe it's a year out, a couple of years out. But they can't wait to retire because they can't stand where they're working oh, any yeah. longer. Yeah. In fact, it's not the same company it was when they hired in years earlier. Right. You know, maybe they've cut back in positions. Now they've doubled up on the workload and uh, it's just not the same place. Maybe the ownership has changed. They're not the same people that once were with the company when they started. All kinds of reasons why it's just not a good fit for them any longer. 
I've got a guy, a guy that has an app that's uh, the countdown. He's retiring next year, and he's got it down to the seconds when he'll retire. <laughs> <laughs> we call that a short timer in the military, by the way. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's a position we all want to be in at some point, that countdown to uh, that, those final days and, and get into retirement. But yeah, to your point, Barbara, it's 2030. It's hard to believe that that's going to be the next decade. We're only a decade away from that. And to think about how much changed over the last 10 years, it's, it's really kind of difficult to wrap your head around technology and just everything that could change over the next 10 years because things happen so quickly right now. So just really almost impossible to kind of predict where what things will look like in that short of time. So yeah, good point yeah. there. Uh, the next excuse that we, we hear that people use to keep from retiring, kind of along those same lines, not necessarily wanting to work, but they'll tell you, I'd be bored if I was retired. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be bored. So what is maybe some meanings behind that statement? Yeah, it, here, this is a good one, Ben, because it kind of applies to me. I think that, you know, if you went to, from a fast-paced job or career that spanned 35 or 40 years to a dead stop, you know, you would be bored or confused or frustrated too. Uh, you know, it's a lifestyle change that will hit you square in the face if you're not ready. And uh, let me address uh, this from my own personal experience. Some years back, I decided to take a year off and see how being retired would feel. That's the R word, retired, Okay. I hated it. Uh, the truth is that I loved what I did in my business, and but our culture, our culture, you know, our parents, that generation has convinced us, and me in particular, that someday I had to retire. It's the rule, you know. You've got to do it. It's the rule. Well, sixty-five. Yeah, sixty-five. That's the rule. You got to <laughs> retire. Wrong. I don't think there's anything in the Bible that, that talks about retirement at all. My philosophy in life about work has been this: find something that you love doing. But when you don't love it anymore, change it. That's the C word, change it. Oh, by the way, uh, this doesn't apply to marriage. I just want to let you know that. So <laughs> That's a good thing. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I just want to, want to encourage you to stay married, okay? So, uh, you know, our parents' generation put a high premium, a high value on, on the job and the income and the security that went along with it. And they were dedicated to the company. They wanted the stability. They wanted the benefits and they wanted a pension. And so all my life, I've tried to fight that notion of being, and you could get sucked into that mindset that you've got to be with a company because it's going to take care of you. Well, we found otherwise. In fact, uh, the latest statistics is that uh, baby boomers will, will change jobs every eight years. Well, you know, that was an unknown during our parents' generation, Barb, you know, when they were, when they were in the job force. So maybe you desire to retire. Your desire to retire is not so much being bored as having lost your burning passion your job. Now you are just burned out. Instead of a burning passion, you're burned out. You know, if that's the case, fight against the R word, the retirement, and replace it with the C word, which means change. Don't be afraid of changing. Seek another opportunity, either paid or not, that will continue to offer that fulfillment and that life challenge. You know, it's funny. My grandfather had retired from the railroad, and that's where he worked all his life. He had a pension. I think he died mid-70s. So if he retired at 65, he didn't last but, what, 10 years. Yeah. It's a different story today. But um, I have a number of clients that actually left their career field and went in a completely opposite direction with another job. And like you were saying too, Phil, so many baby boomers are not going to retire. They're not going to want to retire in the true sense of the word, meaning no income. I mean, most of us have worked since we were teenagers. Mm -hmm. I had my first mm -hmm. job when I was 12 years old. And I remember when you left for about a year coming in, you know, periodically here and there and the next year full blown back in here. Couldn't stand it. But yeah. No, I, I, you know, I, I said, <laughs> well, this is crazy. You know, why should I leave something I love doing so much? And 
that's the way a lot of people do feel. But so, uh, unfortunately, some of these people are forced out for whatever reasons, age. I hope it's not age. That would be age discrimination type of thing. But, you know, they are forced out because of consolidations and whatever. That doesn't mean they have to hang up their tools. They can go elsewhere. They've got a world of knowledge and experience that other employers are looking for. True. Yep. Well, you know, and then as far as us, you know, in this business, I can't see us walking away from our clients, you know, when now when health or memory starts to shift, well, that's another story. But we can work for a long time in our line of work. It's oh. not like it's physical. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, we were just talking about this. I think, mm-hmm. you know, the only thing, the biggest hazard we face is carpal tunnel working on the computer, <laughs> yeah. you know, or strained eyes, you know, trying to read stuff. True. Well, the next one is one that we hear uh, quite a bit, and this is, you know, only a natural feeling, and that's the excuse of, I don't have enough money to retire. And, you know, maybe they've done the necessary planning and determined that they can really can't retire right now for financial reasons. I mean, that we see that quite a bit, but most people don't really have a plan and are actually surprised to find out that they're in better shape than they realize. And that's always a great thing to see. So for this group, it's important to have income plan and it shows exactly exactly where you stand. That's what's important. And if you're not in the, in good shape, at least you'll know what you need to do to fix it. And who knows, you might be in for a pleasant surprise once you map it all out, right? Yes, that's a good one too. I like that because uh, one of the greatest joys that I have in this business is when I can tell someone that they can retire. Mm. You know, Prior to meeting with us, they really don't know. If you think about it, they've saved in their 401ks, maybe some things, uh, some type of savings outside of a company plan. But then one day you're close to retirement and now what do I do? And there's so many considerations in determining the answer to that question. You know, what do you want to do in retirement? You know, do you and if you're married, your spouse have the same goals? And what about hobbies? I spoke with someone last week and he likes to travel and she doesn't. So, you know, be, he'll be retiring soon and we'll, that kind of remains to be seen who travels and who doesn't, I guess. <laughs> when you have to break the news though to someone and that they can't successfully retire when they want, what we can do is we can tell them when they can't. So in other words, it might mean they have to delay social security for a period of time to get a higher benefit. It might mean taking social security sooner, max out their 401k, um, what you have to put away each year if you want to retire in three years, for example, I just spoke with the lady, then we went over that. How much do I, because she has high income, how much do I actually have to put away? And it's a sizable amount for the next three years, but we can do it. And then also sharpening their expenses pencil. Is there anything that you have down here for expenses when you retire that you really won't have? But we always have solutions. But had they not seen us, they wouldn't know when or if they could retire. So my suggestion is to see a qualified retirement planning specialist. It's not a single answer as to when to take Social Security or a pension versus a lump sum, which accounts to draw down on in retirement. It's all part of a centralized plan. But most people that we see can retire successfully. It just may or not be exactly when they want to. Yeah, I I was reading some statistics last night, Barb, from the Department of Labor, and uh, the latest readout on baby boomers, what they have in their 401ks is $159,000, which is- not going to do it. No, you're talking about underfunding your retirement. And so really, we'd like to try to catch these people anywhere from five to 10 years prior to retirement in order to help them set up a realistic savings plan to fund their 401ks or their IRAs, put that money away early enough. And then really, they're at their greatest income producing level in in their career. And so they can afford to. The kids are out of the house. Maybe college is being paid off. And so their expenses are lower. House has been paid off. 
And so now they have some discretionary income. So rather than consume it, they need to really save it so that when they hit the retirement gate, uh, they'll have some resources available to them. Yeah, you know, people are not prepared. Like you're saying, if they are underfunded, then we have to tell them and get, we have to give them that news. And that might mean they have to work part time, work much longer than they expected. Yeah, it really, you know, and, and one of the things that you and I don't want to see, Barb, is we don't want to be at the helm of the ship when we see them run out of money in retirement. Right. We, uh, that is just a tragic thing. It's happened a couple times, not very often, but uh, that is a tragic thing to see is that they have to go either back out to the workforce or, or do without. Yeah, it's all about having a plan. We talk so much about having a retirement plan, you know, the, that's going to, you can look at that, you know, confidently you could get through the next 25 to 35 years of retirement. Without that, you're just going out there with a hope and a prayer. And and the other thing about a plan is you have to adhere to it. You do. If, uh, you know, once in a while you can go to the well and take additional money for a vacation or for something like that. But as a general rule, that's what the plan is all about. So the, it's going to allow you X amount of money per year for 30 years. Absolutely. We used to have a saying years ago that says, you know, people spend more time planning their vacations than they do their retirement. Yeah. Which is true. They do. And uh, so... You know, they think in terms of it's many years down the road, we got plenty of time, plenty of opportunity, let's just put it off. And that's really tragic when they do that. And when they come to the point where they're underfunded, you know, we have to tell them that they're not going to be able to meet their particular lifestyle goals uh, because they are underfunded. It's tragic. It really is disappointing to them. Uh, we have to kind of say, well, this is what you have to settle for. Well, you don't want to settle for a lifestyle. You want to have an abundant lifestyle. And that's really what our goal is for our clients is an abundant lifestyle. Yeah, maybe it means no vacations now, but mm-hmm. in the future, that's that's when you Del- can, when delayed, you retire. Delayed gratification, exactly right. Right. Can't pound it in hard enough. Well, that conversation takes me to the next excuse perfectly. It's a perfect transition because it really has a lot to do with what you just kind of finished talking about there. And that's the excuse that I'm not confident enough in my portfolio or my plan or my advisor to just walk away from work right now. And a lot of times that's not because that person doesn't have the money and the income to be able to retire, but it's more so that they don't have a plan that they feel confident enough to step away and to retire, knowing that, hey, I know I'm taking care of for 25 or 30 years. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, people have, have provided for themselves and their family throughout their entire life. They've, they've worked by the sweat of their brow. They've been uh, maybe a self-made man or woman in their business. They've made their own way in life. And so now you want to depend on some product pusher to take charge of your financial future in, the, in your retirement? No, thanks. I don't want to have anything to do with that. But in reality, they know that they don't know and they need to start somewhere. So what are your options? Well, here's a few for you. Okay. The first one is that, you know, you can be a do-it-yourselfer. Really? Uh, you, you really want to do it yourself, be a do-it-yourself. You want to be able to determine the success of investing, income planning, how to offset down markets with, and risk in the portfolio. Okay, you say there are helps out there. Yeah, okay, there's helps. Sure, you can go ahead and Google the word investments, Barb. And I did that this morning. There's 480 million uh, responses. So go figure, you know, how many do-overs will you have? Now, there's some people, if a person comes in and says, hey, I've invested all my life, I'm used to doing that, just need to look at a little bit of a tune-up here and there, fine. That's okay. Very, very seldom do we see people successful as uh, do-it-yourselfers. Second thing you can do is you can go to the financial planner that you saw at the last dinner seminar, okay? Uh, you know, and, and you can go any place in town, any night of the week, not have to buy groceries and, and feed at some of these dinner seminars, you know, and that's fine. But uh, they're the ones that are 
promoting everything that you can use in the toolbox. But, you know, the one thing that they always seem to bring to the top of that toolbox is either an insurance product or an annuity product. No, thanks. I don't want to be sold product. I want to basically know what my options are. And so, the third way is the, the best way that we promote is to pay for the advice through a fiduciary. That's what we are. It's somebody who promotes financial education. And at Pathfinder, uh, we'll not take a client in until they have gone through a series of educational-based sessions. And these are three to five sessions, topical in, in their approach. And we could spend anywhere from five to 10 hours with that client for a fee, a flat fee. And during that process, they'll gain, gain a great deal of education and also a great deal of, of confidence. But along the way, they'll figure out whether we're the appropriate firm that they want to work with, whether we're a good match for them. And that's invaluable. That might be what they're looking for, or it may not be. But they'll be able to determine that before they bring any money over to our side. We want them to really feel comfortable with us before they make a move and open that checkbook up. And us with them. It's Absolutely, it's got to yes. be a good relationship. But when you talk about a do-it-yourselfer, it's it's kind of funny because if a person is sixty some years old, say, and they're getting ready to retire, and they've never been in the financial field before, they've just saved their money. That's all that they know about finances. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to retire, and you're going to con- and you're going to be a do-it-yourselfer when you retire with no knowledge or no background. You know, you only get one retirement, then that's that's your first shot, and you only get one shot because it's yours. So, it's, Well, you know, that's right. In fact, it's really, you don't have to be much of a genius to be a do-it-yourself on the way up to retirement because, quite frankly, markets go up and go down. And in fact, you want it to go down because as you're investing in the market, you want to buy at lower prices, right? So you have more value. So it's not as critical to really make those uh, decisions, you know, as a do-it-yourselfer on the way to retirement. But once you hit that retirement door, you better be careful because you have to know what to do to offset the downside on, on the market on the other side. Yeah, the, you, don't, you don't have another, another chance to make back and go back in the workforce to make up for those losses. But you know what I thought about when you're talking about product sales is I have to share this, uh, this story. And this is about a local insurance salesperson that calls himself an advisor. So I met this couple about three years ago and they're clients of mine now. They had come to a, a class that Phil and I teach at the local college here. And so what happened is uh, they had this advisor, if you will, that every so often this insurance salesman would call them up and he'd go over and he'd sell them either another life insurance policy or an annuity. And I asked for a plan. Well, there was none. I asked about a tax savings plan because they're high net worth clients and they could benefit from a tax savings plan. There was none. I asked about investments. There were no investments, only annuities with high fees and high surrender charges. I said, what does all of this mean collectively? He said, that's why he came to our class and subsequently came to the consultation. He said he felt that he had no confidence in this guy. Hmm. And these people have plenty of money to retire on, so but no no professional help. They only heard from this guy when it was time to sell another product and reap reap a big commission. So if you don't have the confidence in your advisor, that's the first thing I heard from this statement. If you don't have the confidence in your advisor, then leave. Do not stay. Do your homework. But most places will offer a complimentary consultation. We do that here. Give us a call at 815-399-9806. Remember that you're in charge of your money. It's your money. It's not your advisor's. We've talked to many people before, Phil, that say they don't like their advisor, but it's someone that they've known for a long time. They go way back. They went to school with. Maybe yep. it's yep. Uh, Maybe it's a relative and... What they have to remember is that's not what it's about. It's, well, it's, 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 there's a lot of undeserved loyalty out there based right. on, on relationship. And, uh, 
you know, the question I have is, you know, are these people going to be around to help fund your retirement when the time comes? True. You've got to be able to be in a position to make a, a tough choice. And that may be to leave that particular product sales approach or the person that's not doing a holistic approach in the, in the planning process. Yeah, and during the accumulation phase, like we just mentioned, it might be one thing. That's, that might be okay. But now in the accumulation phase, and you have to make sure that your money stays ahead of inflation, that it grows. You're taking distributions when it's required. You have to pay taxes, and you have to stay ahead of all of that for 30 years. You have to. You better have an awful lot of you, confidence in that person. You've got to have another set of eyes looking at it from the outside, Barb. That's exactly what we do. And given the hard information, you know, the, the bad news at times that they need to understand that, look, if you keep on the plan that you're on, you know, you're going to run out of money in five, six, seven years. Um, yeah. You know, let's do something right now to offset that possibility. Agreed. Mm. Yeah. And and look, it's better to know that now than to, yeah. to sit there and worry about it. Why, why worry and waste all your time with worrying and making these excuses rather than just sitting down with someone and laying out a plan that you know is going to work so that you don't have to just be concerned all the time with, is retirement going to yeah. work for me? So, yeah, in fact, but, uh, let me add one more thing, Ben, okay. before we close out here. But, you know, one of the things that's important to, for people to understand is that you can actually quantify the income uh, expectation in a portfolio up to, and we like to say, you know, anywhere from 80 to 85% probability that the portfolio will survive and will provide the income that that client needs. And so there's a quantitative way to do this that's based on, on the research and based on uh, statistics. So, it's not guesswork. It really is a, a planned approach. Yeah. And that's why you work with an advisor to have that planned approach and, and take the guesswork out of it. And that's what uh, Barbara and Phil are able to do for you. If you're considering, uh, you know, adding an advisor, working with an advisor, or, you know, you wanted to just sit down and have that first conversation, maybe begin that planning talk with them, reach out to them, pathfinderwealth.com or on the phone, 815-399-9806, 815-399-9806. And they will be happy to help you. They've been serving Rockford for a number of years and have a lot of experience in this topic. And there's no reason to make excuses. Take those excuses out of your life and work towards the retirement that you want to have and uh, move forward. So they can help you do that. So Barbara and Phil, appreciate the time today. A little bit of a longer conversation, but I think there's a lot of good information. And and hopefully some people that are having these excuses and having these concerns will feel a little bit better after hearing what we talked about. Thanks thanks for listening. And uh, for you, Phil, make sure you uh, have a little success out there hunting before the season's over with. Well, we're, we're shooting for it. <laughs> Before the next podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate everybody listening. Again, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever it is you listen to. And we'll have a new episode coming pretty soon. But you can get every episode if you missed them. All the past episodes are on the website at pathfinderwealth.com. So thanks for being a part of this episode of the Retirement Pathfinder. And we will talk to you on the next one. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.